I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until in my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful So, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire darkest night you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God Of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me With my life laid down I surrender now I'll give you
The first lesson is taken from the seventh chapter of Acts. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. Here ends the first lesson. We will now read... Psalm 31, verses 1 through 5 and 15 through 16, responsively. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe, for you are my crag and my stronghold. For the sake of your name, lead me and guide me. Into your hands I commend my spirit, for you have redeemed me, O Lord, O God of truth. Make your face to shine upon your servant, and in your loving kindness save me. The second lesson is taken from the second chapter of 1 Peter. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, Though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight, and like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Here ends the second lesson.
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? And you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated. At this time, we have the children's message. If you'll come forward, and then we'll be prepared for Children's Church, which is an exciting outing today. Whoops. Are you okay? Oh, I shouldn't have said whoops. That just startled me. Wow. Are there other? Okay, yeah, here. We, the, um, the platform on which the table is is moved back a little further, so we have a lot more room today. So it's very good to see you. And, and we're, we gather in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So today is a Sunday when you've heard me say in these announcements, we are going to do a blessing of soil and seed. And we'll do that at the end of the service. During Children's Church, you're going to be planting some marigolds that will be around the church and beautifying the church. And on this Sunday of asking for God's blessing on soil and seed, we wanted to give you a marigold to take home today. So you'll be planting some marigolds, and these marigolds you can take with you. You could plant it somewhere at home. It's in a plastic pot right now. You know they'll need water, but not too much. You know you can talk to them. We believe plants uh, 
enjoy that and respond to that. And if they have sun and um, the sunlight and the water, they'll do very well. So the marigold is, is a plant, as you know, it's going to bloom from now until frost, when it gets cold. And I'm hoping that when you take these, if you take an orange or a yellow one, maybe you'll plant it somewhere at home, that's fine, or even transplant it later, that it can remind you of God blessing the soil and the seed, of God blessing and making this earth where we live, of the wonder of the seasons, the wonder of your life, the growth of these plants, and the growth that's happening in you. God with us, the way, the truth, and the life. I hope the plants, when you take them, can remind you of God's constant watch care over you and the whole garden. Amen. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with each of you. Amen. And now Cindy and Betty, are, you're going to meet them in Children's Church, and Betty's ready and Cindy's ready. So now the idea is um, you, you take one of these and keep it. Don't plant it unless you want to, but that's for you to take home. We wanted to have a plant for you to take home as you do the wonderful deed of planting those marigolds with uh, the leaders. Okay, thank you. Can you do that? Can you pick one? I'm sure you can. Well, well you didn't. <laughs> Great. Good job. It's not, I don't want to miss anybody. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we have a few extra. Okay, thanks. Oh, here. Did you, you this, uh, the green sort of matches your, you can stay right here. But no, I think you'll want to go to Children's Church. That'll be a little more fun. Okay, thank you. Why don't we get flowers? Today, just to remind you of God's love and that spring is here and growth is always occurring. Oh, this is way over here today. Okay. I don't think, Pastor. Okay. So there is a little more room when you come down for communion. You'll notice the extra room, and that might, uh, well, I think it'll be good. I kind of like it. Let us pray. Almighty God, may the words that are spoken and how we listen be guided by the Holy Spirit and true to the Holy Gospel, that we indeed may be formed to do and fulfill your will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. It's very clear that rocks, stones, and dwelling places are mentioned in these lessons for the fifth Sunday of Easter. In Psalm 31, 3, be my strong rock, my castle, keep me safe. My stronghold, sings the psalmist. In 1 Peter 2, we hear about the living stone who is Jesus. We hear about the living stones who we become transformed by the Holy Spirit and that chief cornerstone, Christ our Lord. All of these are about giving and forming and strengthening our faith. In John 14, Jesus says, In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. I go to prepare a place for you. 
And then in Acts 7, those stones and those rocks in verses 57 and 58 are used by people to put Stephen to death, the first martyr of the Christian faith, because he was proclaiming Christ he was put to death. And as he was put to death, as you just heard, the first martyr prayed to not hold this against them, the very ones who were putting him to death. Don't hold it against them, Lord. Stephen's prayer. As faith is formed in us, we become those living stones built into a spiritual house to be the holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices of service to others and all people. Living stones are those stones that have been touched and have allowed themselves to be formed by the way, the truth, and the life. Thomas asked a where and how question in this gospel lesson. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus changes that question from where and how to who. Who is Jesus? He thinks they should know by now, as you heard in this lesson, but Jesus is the way. Jesus is with us and all people, always and everywhere on this journey of life. And part of our spiritual formation is our alertness, our awareness, of how Jesus is with us, the Spirit guiding us each moment in our lives. Jesus is the truth. The truth is that we are vulnerable. The truth is that we are not in control. The truth is that we need forgiveness and mercy. We need the death and resurrection of Jesus to set us free from bondage to sin and death. Jesus is the life. He offers abundant life now. It's not just about when you pass through the door into the kingdom. Life is abundant now as you and I are formed by the Spirit and aware of the one who walks with us and aware that there is a place already prepared at the banquet of the Lamb for you. That makes life pretty abundant. In the midst of sorrow, difficulty or discouragement or great tragedies, we don't need to ask where, how, or why. All we need to do is look to who is with us always in this journey of life, everywhere. And it is Jesus who is with us always. In this lesson, I want to point out, does Jesus give us everything we ask for in his name? What I have found to be true in my life and the answer that I give as I pray through this lesson is that I have found and believe that Jesus gives us always what we need, knowing what we need. He gives us himself, the way, the truth, and the life. He gives us his love for us and for all people. And in my life of prayer, I know, and I believe you know, that you are receiving in all the prayers we ask, when we ask for things, we are receiving the fullness of Jesus Christ. 
And to me, that's everything. And there's really nothing more we need. We have been so deeply blessed. These lessons use the language of the quarry where the stones are gathered. Living stones would be the ones that have been formed in faith. They do not crack when life and truth are threatened. The reality that is created by our baptism and by Holy Communion, by the death and resurrection of Jesus, is that we are formed as these living stones, shaped from pebbles and chips that are battered and left over. In many ways we have faced challenges, but we are taken through the grace of God and no longer broken. We become a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, not for our glory, but to be God's own people in the truth that we might reflect and teach the mighty acts of God and call people out of darkness into the light. Today, these lessons confront us with a message about the shape and scope of life and faith. Is this faith we have in Jesus about our safety? Not really. On one hand, we have the psalmist using images of God as the refuge and castle and stronghold. Images that will protect us from suffering. On the other hand, we have a completely exposed Stephen, dragged by an angry crowd out of the city and put to death in a most violent and painful way, unprotected because he proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ. On one hand, or again, we have this gospel reading John 14, which we commonly seek strength from at Christian funerals, because there Jesus depicts our heavenly home, free from danger, sickness, tears, death itself. God is our fortress of security, and yet being faithful to God can cost people their lives. What about those victims, innocent victims of violence in this garden of God? Or what about those who are so much in so much suffering today in the world? The message from these lessons, as challenging as it is, is that God, in God, we are both vulnerable and completely protected. In God, we are in need but also have all that we need. We are secure. That's a mystery. It's not logical, but it is the truth. Since we live our lives within the watch care of God, then we are both protected and vulnerable at the same time. We are vulnerable because we are called to go where God goes, to speak God's word, to live where God is giving love and life to the world. And sometimes that will be challenging and even frightening. We are safe because we are loved by God 
secure in God, guided by the Holy Spirit, and we speak truth to falsehood, love to hate, compassion to those who feel pushed aside or unwelcomed. We overcome fear that surrounds so many people with the love of God. So what we celebrate is that although we are battered and chipped, we are not fearful. We are chosen, formed, made into God's people who are truly loved, who fully belong, and we are completely ready to share the mighty acts of God and of his grace and love for and with all people. We are prepared. You are prepared to stand up for what we know is right, true, and loving, and to do it, and to embody it, whatever it may cost. With thanksgiving and love for you, the living stones, the royal priesthood gathered here, God's own people, We proclaim that God's own people, God's family, is everyone, everywhere, diverse, beautiful, fragile, but secure in God's love and focused outward to the world. As we bless the soil and seeds today, we are doing justice. We are loving kindness. We are loving God's earth. We are walking humbly with God, vulnerable, but secure. Amen. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with each of you. Amen. Okay. So sometimes I go outside the the sermon a little bit, and I think we're in a good time frame. I, I want to say that many of you, in many different ways, have already told me that you know that Jesus is walking with you. You've told me that in a multitude of different ways. I thank you for sharing that. I treasure what you have said because you are able and you know and you are embodying the way, the truth, and the life for the sake of the whole world. Amen again.